Mike Gerbens, and welcome to It's Your Water. I'm glad you found us. Today's special guest is Serena Casey of Aqua Science in Wyoming, Rhode Island, on Noose Neck Hill Road. And I love this because I've known them forever. And uh, don't mess with Serena because she lives on, not really, you work on Noose Neck Hill Road. Uh, <laughs> Serena has successfully taken a bricks and mortar family business into the e-commerce world. And that's what we're going to talk about. Hi, Serena. Hi, Mike. So Wyoming, Rhode Island. I wonder if it's uh, the original Wyoming. You know what I mean? Then they went out west and they said, What's, that sounds good. We're going to name the state Wyoming. Is there any history that you know? <laughs> Noose Neck Hill Road? <laughs> Is history on the name Wyoming? I looked it up and now I can't remember. It was something like Wanderer or I can't remember. Yeah. It was some something that meant something, but it's not super convenient with having an internet business because everybody thinks we're in Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah. And you're actually in Rhode Island. So yes, that was one of my fun points. I wanted to bring that out to everybody because, you know, it's just, uh, it's just, I always found that interesting. But, um, so people might know her father, uh, Larry Casey, who, uh, I guess he founded Aqua Science in. in yes, what? he did. And I think 1985. 1985. Oh my gosh. Yes. I was with Rescam back in 1983. We started. So we've, I guess I've known him that long. That's crazy. So he was in the restaurant business and clothing and what made him get into the water business? He had, I mean, at his high point, he had several businesses and restaurants and uh, the beach concession stands and you know, you name it. He had all this stuff in just hundreds of employees. And I think it just became too much. So it was definitely a time for a change. And when he was looking for a new business to go into, he told me, because I asked him, how'd you come up with water business? And he said, I thought to myself, what is it that everybody's going to need? Clean air and clean water. And so he went from slinging booze to slinging clean water clean water and <laughs> well pumps and yeah you guys do everything right we do at one point he even had his own drill rig but we eventually didn't have anybody we drilled for years and then we didn't have somebody to run it anymore so he sold it yeah that's a huge business a lot of maintenance a lot of danger a lot of liability a lot of insurance a lot of guys just morphed away from that and they went just into the well tank, well pump business. But of course, that's good for business in the water business because you're first on the site. I impress upon a lot of the well drilling companies that they should, you know, seriously consider, uh, you know, a career in water treatment. So it makes sense. It makes sense that, you know, that someone as suave and dapper as your father got into pulling well pumps out in the backyards, you know, <laughs> and he is, yeah. he is the fashionista. I hope if anybody ever gets to meet Larry, he's a cult of personality, as we say, <laughs> a great golfer. I don't golf, but he says he's a great guy. Is he a great golfer? You get perjury. He yourself. is a really great golfer. Yeah. And it's unbelievable because he's blind as a bat and he's still beats people who are in their 30s. So I don't know how he hits the ball. 
but he does it. But I'm sure there was a few yards he was out there in his Italian loafers pulling pumps out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so, yeah, he, I, I swear in it. So you came about when? I forget. But all of a sudden, it's like, boom, here's my daughter, Serena. I was like, oh, so, okay. I was in, I moved to California when I was 16. And I'd come back here for the summers. And when I was 17, I would work for him testing water and doing things like that on and off. And then after 20 years in California, I moved back here, I believe, in 2006. Okay. And I worked for him here. First, I, he had just built a warehouse, and it was wintertime, very cold mm-hmm. compared to Santa Barbara, California. <laughs> yeah. And I was... <laughs> I went out in that warehouse and it was just a big metal building and I built, put all of the plywood up on the walls and built a second floor, the stairs, the shelves, everything and built that building up for him in the freezing cold. And then after that, he put me out on the road in a truck with the guys and I started to learn the business that way. Yeah. And then I started running my own truck and did everything that they did. And then... You know, as family businesses go, it was time for me to move on for a little bit mm-hmm. because sometimes my father and I are very much alike and sometimes we butt heads. Yeah. I can't imagine that. I can't, you know. <laughs> I, I, there's a famous story. It wasn't with, really he and I, but it was somebody in his life and I were butting heads. Uh, yeah. It was, I was, I'm not going to get into no, it. No, no. So but I, understand I left. Yeah. It's family. It's family. Family. It is. And uh, so in California, I had a landscape design business. So I went and moved on and I worked at a nursery and I became there. I ran into the nursery. I did their growing. They also had a retail store that I oversaw and it was great. I was outside, great shape, great people, but the money was not great. Mm-hmm. So when the person that I didn't get along with that was in my father's life was now leaving his life. Mm -hmm. He couldn't get in his car fast enough and drove down to the farm and said, Hey, so-and-so's leaving. Do you want to come back? (laughs) And I said, okay. (laughs) And that's how I ended up back in. And I, you know, when I first came back, I helped out with the scheduling. If they were short, I could go out and put in a pressure tank for somebody or if they needed help on a no water call or whatever it may be. You know, I was an extra person for that. But the way that I really wanted to go, which I'd seen when I came back, when I first moved back in 2006, was the website that had started up. And And I knew that that was going to be the future of the business. So he had started the website in 1998. Really? 98? I mean, that's like... Yeah, that's when he started to develop it. Wow. And, you know, and building it up. And when I came... So... I knew it was here. It was slowly going. And when I came back after being at the farm for, I don't know how many years, five years or something, Mm -hmm. that was my goal was to move over to doing sales and this stuff in here. And it's been great. And so I've gone and first I was doing sales and then I was doing sales and purchasing. And then I eventually moved over into the big seat and now I do sales, purchasing, tech support, if there's a package that needs to be packed. <laughs> yeah, we, hey, it's family business. We're all in it. And that's what makes this industry here really, really good. I mean, it's because 
it's still people, you know, doing human stuff, and we all have those hats, and it's so relatable. Yeah, I feel our industry is actually a pretty small industry. It is, because everybody knows everybody. I said, don't burn any bridges in this industry, because everybody, it's almost like like a small valley in the in the country. Everybody's related, and everybody knows everybody, and and if you screw up, eh, yeah, yeah, well, just, well, no, we'll give you the hairy eyeball for sure. Yeah, I mean, I feel it's a small, it's a small industry, but there are a few bigger, and I'm not saying anything bad or good about them, internet companies that I'm so surprised that I've never seen them at any of the shows, trade shows, or hear any of the suppliers talk about them. Oh, I one of my hair supplier talk about, but it's not very good. Yeah, and they're not in the community. Yes, the same way that, that we are. are. You, I know, and that's that's a huge part. I was going to bring that up too. I'm so glad you segued into that. It's aquascience.net, right for everybody yes. that's uh, out there. Um, so to check just to check out your website too. But um, if you want to see something really nice, and again, circling back, you're very involved with the WQA. Uh, you go to the trade shows. We see you there. Your father, he was always there. And so, you know, he's pretty much retired, right? I mean, uh, he comes up just to Semi. pester you, right? And count the money. But we don't go there. Now that, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Larry. <laughs> Sorry, Larry. Don't t- tune out. So I don't see a lot of the big internet companies, but a lot of them are owned by big corporate. So you'll see them. But you won't really see a lot of these websites. They're just kind of shadowy. You know, I don't want to say that, but they're there and they operate, but they don't kind of contribute to our, our, our industry. So, and I'm not faulting them for that. I, I'm saying this is kind of a cry for like, hey, guys, get involved, get human, you know, get a human contact. Yeah, I don't know why they're not involved. I mean, maybe because unlike us, where we, we install and use all the products that we sell. Right. We're not just hawking products out of the back of our truck or out of our garage or, yeah. you know, hiring anybody off the street to sell things that we don't use. use. Yeah, you're bricks and yeah. mortar. That's now that's that's why I'm doing this podcast with you because it's very very unique that you took a family business that thrives and installs you know, water treatment and, and you basically, you know, what works well pumps, right? I mean, what else do you do on that website? Everybody can look, but I mean, what's your main products on that site? Well, my father likes to say from the ground to your lips. So, which mm-hmm. some of my coworkers laugh at because they think <laughs> it sounds dirty, yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, you know, anything that has to do with, from the well, you know, well pumps. If people are having trouble with wells, we can camera wells uh, and see what's going on inside the well. Mm-hmm. We can put well seals in if you have, you know, a collapsing well or whatever it may be. Then to the pressure tanks, control boxes, pump protectors, variable speed systems. And then from there on, the filtration, what's going to make it safe and clean and enjoyable to drink and use that water. Mm-hmm. I don't do a lot 
of local industrial. I do sell some huge systems to right. people who call in online and custom systems. We do a lot of booster pumps for more pressure. Right. You know, Buildings. anything clean. Not, yeah, nothing, no, no septic, no dirty water. No one wants your clean water people to have the same tools on the septic exactly. people. Exactly. Yeah. So, and now, and then all the water treatment equipment and you carry specific different lines of water treatment, I guess. Uh, I guess we could, we could say brands because I'm on a podcast, but I mean, like Pentair, Clack, and Canature, I think you're, you're big, big, the big three or. I don't do a lot of clack because they have a, a lot of rules on website. Right. Uh, putting things on the website. Yeah, they're very strict, but I, I get that. They're very, very protective of the brand. That's fine. It's their brand. Yeah. Yeah. And they do what they do. So, yeah, a lot of, you know, Pentair, a lot, uh, you know, uh, Canacher, Water Group, Hydrotech, whatever you want to call them these mm -hmm. days. I do uh, sell, do products with them. I buy parts from them. I don't buy Right. pre-made systems from anybody right so you build your own we build our own yeah and that way you can you can uh, see that's what i always liked about our industry though i mean although they the big forces out there want to consolidate and oh this is your you know model a model b model z we're in problem water especially country water it's called problem water it's not in the midwest it's all hard water okay 22 grains 15 grains here's your softener get into problem water where we where we are, you and I, you gotta have a lot of different you know uh, resins and filter filter medias and combinations and to be able to custom blend to that you know water analysis to fix their water. So that's what I love about this industry and what makes you unique and different. So it's very important to have a resource like you in there and and you you get it. So. Yeah, I mean, it's very important, I feel, to be able to custom build things. Water is not one size fits all in a lot of places, and like you're saying, in a lot of places, in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. Pennsylvania is pretty bad water. You know, we see a lot of different stuff here, and there's different parts of the country that um, have different problems, but trying to, uh, the other companies that try and throw, you know, how many bathrooms do you have, and here's your system. It confuses me mm -hmm. because how do you, there's so much in the water that you, we, you and I don't even see when it's tested. Oh yeah. That can throw off a system. I'm sorry, we're building a new building outside. Can you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you might have a media, let's say berm that works in a situation 99% of the time, uh -huh. but you're always going to run into that one time, as you know, where it just won't work for you. And you can't, maybe can't figure it out, and you have to change to the other media or do oh, yeah. blends. I have one right now. And <laughs> you do? Yeah, oh, yeah. And that's what you know. That's what that's what I'm here for. My customers to call in, mm -hmm. and Jim or the girls up front, we're we're here to help you with that and customize it. Especially when you get into things like arsenic removal. You know, we do radon mitigation in water. Uranium's becoming big. PFOS, PFOS, as everybody knows. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Yeah. I actually don't put um, arsenic removal systems on my website. Yeah. I'm going to put something because I want people to call in. I had somebody who thought they knew what they were doing and designed their own system the other day and said, oh, it's not coming out. And I said, well, you're not oxidizing the arsenic. And so you should have called me first. So. Right. So 
what is your major challenges? I mean, to e-commerce. I mean, is there any like what what do you see outside of what we talked about? I mean, running an e-commerce for people listening, what's the most difficult thing about it to run it successfully like you have? You know, like everybody employees. Right. I could definitely use more people in my warehouse, more people in sales space. That's why you hear the building outside. We're building um, a new warehouse, yeah. and then uh, and then more. Obviously, through the last few years, inventory has been supply a problem. Supply chain. With the beginning of COVID, I went a different direction than a lot of businesses, where some people backed off, and we were lucky enough to have the capital that I bought big, and it really got me through that first year and a half of COVID where I had the supplies that other people didn't have. Right. But the constant price changing is yeah. really my biggest weight on my shoulders. And I spend so much time trying to catch up with, oh, we're raising it 10% this month. And then, oh, by the way, I know we raised it 10% this month, but we're raising it another 12 again on top of that. Yeah. Right. Which makes it difficult with negotiating on pricing. Yeah. Yep. And then also bringing in container loads from overseas have been difficult lately. Yeah. Whether it's Germany or Italy. Yeah. Taiwan. I, I just had a, uh, a very embarrassing situation. I had to bid out these big canister filters, put in the purchase order, and they said 15% on today or yesterday. I went, what? Yeah. Total blindside, 15%. I had to go back to my customer who's reselling it. I'm a, I'm a, you know, distributor. And I said, 15%. Yeah, that's definitely one of my biggest, I like to call it a time suck mm-hmm. that you don't want to gouge your customers, but you can't lose money. Mm-mm. And so that's a challenge. Shipping, freight shipments is challenging. Mm-hmm. It just goes up and down. You know, we sell a lot of big tanks. Uh, we're very lucky to have Amtrol 20 minutes up the street from us, and we have a great repu- uh, great relationship with them. Mm-hmm. So when a lot of other companies weren't able to get their hands on the Amtrol tanks, I was able to get them because they actually have to look me in the face. <laughs> they can't hide from me. <laughs> You're out there. Your car pulls up, right? Uh-oh. Here comes Serena. Yes, yes, yes. And they buy supplies from us for um, their testing and things like that. So. We do send a lot of big tanks across the country, and that is definitely challenging where before COVID, if I paid $200 to send a tank to uh, California, that was on the high end, mm-hmm. maybe 220 where now some of them, it, it could be up to like $700 yep. to move it. Yep. And so that's definitely um, challenging as well. Yeah. Yep. Sounds like you have the same problems everybody else does, but you're on a grander scale because you are shipping, you know, nationally and some, I guess, international. We don't have much time on the podcast, but if you ever meet Serena, she's got some fun stories about some customers and things. And uh, I think some islands that you ship to and other people you love, you know, some foreign customers that have, uh, you know, whole whole different stories, whole different culture. Uh, it's kind of, it's kind of neat what you do. And that's why, again, why we're doing this podcast, because I wanted people to realize that there's e-commerce people, companies that are actual human beings <laughs> with, with bricks oh, and yes. mortars. Thank you. 
And, and yeah, we can. The brick and mortar is great. Or I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no. People love that we have a store that they can walk in to. I have people drive from New Hampshire down to Rhode Island just to be able to come in and buy stuff from us. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely, I mean, everything complements each other mm-hmm. for our business. The service complements how we're able to sell and understand our products. The the, the storefront, the showroom complements for people who are able to get here and walk in. It's it's a good combination. Yeah. You know? Because as a business person, I can see the model is that your e-commerce drives a lot of volume. So you can actually be very competitive with pricing on your bricks and mortar, I'm sure, and actually be more profitable. I mean, let's let's face it, you know, the buying power is better because you have more volume, you know, thanks to the Absolutely. World Wide Web. Absolutely. So, yeah, so it's, it's a big thing. Any predictions for the future? That's a big question. Any, any predictions for the future of our industry or you want to close with, with something like that? I don't have any predictions for the future of our industry. I think that, you know, as every day goes by, people start realizing more and more that there's more. I mean, like how PFAS exploded onto the, sh- the scene. Yeah. PFAS, PFOS, and uranium, and all the things, even though uranium's been around for a while, but you see it more in the test coming up. So that's what I see is that people are going to start to really looking at their water and understanding that even though it looks clean, it still might not be safe. Yeah. Or trust that it's safe. You know, Flint, yeah. Michigan, New Jersey, uh, you know, these cities that we're, you know, not to knock the AWWA. I mean, they, they try to do everything they possibly can with what they have to be able to clean up water. But as the regulations come down, you're going to see different municipalities have issues. And like you said, a lot more awareness. I always go back to the Flint lightning rod. Flint, Michigan, with the whole lead crisis, kind of really put, you know, water quality on the map for us. Yes. My concerns are that the uh, well drilling industry is a dying art and it's getting harder and harder for people to have wells drilled for themselves. Mm-hmm. But then I'm also seeing more and more people who are already hooked up to city water wanting to switch over and put wells on their property because they want to be in charge of what, how it's sanitized and are cleaned and made for them to drink or, you know, yep. how much they can take and, and all that stuff. So that's concerning. I was talking to my sales rep at Gould Asylum and I said, you guys should open up a drilling school. Yeah. I mean, be in your best interest. Yeah. But for predictions in the future, I just think that more and more people are going to become aware that the water is your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And funny you mentioned that, you know, this, it just back up a little bit. And I agree. The personally, I've had a community well at my luxurious lake house. And the, uh, <laughs> I tell everybody that, but, but we have community water there. And the Pennsylvania DEP has, really regulated the living hell out of uh, small community wells and what the parameters that were good for big city. It's like, wait a minute, you know, this little 53 house hookup, what's happened is we're overregulated and we can't afford it. So guess what? Uh Just brought it up. We're all going to drill our private wells. We're going to decommission the water company and our water was fine. It was great. 
because I live there. But we have to decommission a water company, and everybody's going to have to drill an individual well. There's a lot of regulation, but a lot of regulation is going to create some fallout. So I do see some future in the well drilling again. Uh, just a small prediction if you're well drillers out there, look for some community wells that have under 100 hookups, and you might be into 100 wells. And that's, that's you know, half a million dollars or more, a million dollars in wells, you know. I'm glad you brought that up. So, okay. You know, we're winding down here. I like to keep these short. I really, really appreciate your time. I hope everybody got some good tidbits out of this. Join the WQA, you know, become active in this industry. E-commerce is a good way to go. (laughs) Enhance your bricks and mortar. If you can do it, you can pull it off and, you know, just stay strong in the industry. So thank you. You're welcome. All the best. I really appreciate it. And uh, trust the frog. And if you want to check out her website again, it is aquascience.net, right? That's correct. If you go to .com, they're going to sell you chemicals. So. <laughs> it's another, <laughs> another chemical company. .net is very important. Okay, everybody. Yes. Trust the frog and thank you. 